And into our second hour of the year in review, we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get a Rocky can, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, welcome to the program. I am Jim Rome. It is the year in review. It is a one-day show. This is my last show of the year personally, so we're getting after it. If you want to react, go ahead. I'm, get, I'm getting a lot of reaction, actually, but we're already way behind, so I'm going to keep moving. But keep sending me the reaction. I know, it sounds sort of counterintuitive, but I will get to some of it. But I got to get back to this. Let's start with the month of April. So April starts with an all-time boss move from an unexpected source, country singer Eric Church. Eric had me believing when he blew off one of his own concerts to watch UNC play Coach K and Duke in the Final Four that this guy was an absolute legend. I should have known that I would end up being disappointed and that he would ruin it. But let's not get into it. Let's get into the churchgoer who called in to tell us how upset he was at Eric Church. Let's go to Lester, Mobile, Alabama. Hey, I'm calling. I'm sick to my stomach about Eric Church canceling the concert. He broke my heart, man. When I broke up with my sister, Eric Church was the only thing that got me through the breakup, man. He helped me get back on the horse, and now I can say I'm happily dating my cousin. But this- ah! I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that probably was not an actual church fan. But I'm very happy for you and your first cousin. So April was also the month that the Nets got swept out of the first round of the NBA playoffs, just like Ricky in Tampa, a.k.a. Coach Ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. Predicted. And we were lucky enough to hear from one of Ricky's players, Corey in Tampa. Corey in Tampa. Hey, actually, I was calling. I played for Ricky down here in Tampa for several years in the FPL, Florida Professional League. We were the Tampa Bay Turtlenecks. The and, Tampa uh, we had a great, Bay Turtlenecks, huh? Right, right. We had a great squad. Ricky <laughs> he actually had a great sense of humor. We would uh, roll out into warm-ups with uh, turtlenecks on, mock turtlenecks. And uh, six of the guys on our team were from Europe. So, uh, actually, half of us were wearing uh, two turtlenecks while we were. Ah! Corey in Tampa. Corey in Tampa played for Ricky just like Lester in Mobile is an Eric Church super fan. All of you, quit lying. April also marked the end of an ionic career for Villanova Ionic. legend Jay Wright. And this is an enormous Jay Wright house for pretty obvious reasons. Yeah, man, you you got a legendary voice. So when you said it, that one hit me. It really hasn't hit me too much with people. When you just said it, it sounded a little weird. I got to tell you the truth. I knew I was doing the right thing for the program, the future of the program. Kind of the players are good with it. All our coaches are staying. Everything's in order. Now I'm starting to wake up in the morning and think, like, where am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to call? I never realized I don't have to, and it's pretty nice. Congrats on everything, but the best is still ahead, Jay. I appreciate you so much. Thanks, man. I, I, I just love how you do your job. I love how you research, and you know you're so informed about every topic. I, I respect that, man, and uh, you do a great job. Keep it up, buddy. <laughs> no one better, man. <laughs> no one better, Jay Wright. Just the very personification of class. College Hoops is never going to be the same without him. What a class act. Now, emerging Warrior star Jordan Poole jumped in here in April, and I knew that we would have some real common ground. You know how I knew? Us cat guys always know. I have a cat named Coda. I'll be Coda. Uh, Kakoa Toast. 
And then I got a couple cats at home. You know, they're pretty awesome. I heard you're a cat guy yourself. Dude, I am a cat guy myself, and I'm not going to apologize. Not only am I not going to apologize for it, man, I'm all about it. Yeah, I definitely love animals first and foremost. So it's not like a, I'm a more of a cat than a dog guy. Right, but right. it has always been a lot easier to maintain for a cat. They kind of just do their thing. So, yeah, they, uh, it's, I don't know. It's pretty dope. We see cat, mate. Dude, he, he actually nailed it. That's exactly what it is. I'm not like a cat guy. I'm an animal guy. But cats are easy to keep than dogs. I'm not saying that I like cats more than dogs. I'm saying I like them all. But I love cats. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Sapphire, the rescue cat, got more than 2,000 likes on my Instagram feed the other day. So what's there to apologize for? Then there was, yeah, uh, we see Sapphire, mate. We see cat, mate. One base Sapphire. Didn't get very many of those. We see cat, mate comments then there was the candidate for worst decision of the year made by those idiots the weirdos who snuck into oj's bedroom in the dead of night and hit ornthal himself with a quote wakey wakey Up and Adam. The kids, man. The kids. Surprising a sleeping Ornthal has got to be right up there with drinking bleach and eating Tide Pods on the list of dumbest things that you can do in terms of risking your life. There's no way that was real. You know, you know how I know that that was not real. Nobody died after it happened. Nobody got their dome lopped off. That's how I knew it wasn't real. We all know that if that were real and somebody jumped in and woke up Orenthal with a wakey-wakey up and at him. You know how else I know that there was, there was nothing real about that? There was no shocked bodies. There was no police tape. There was no cars with screaming sirens. Just some idiots saying wakey-wakey up and at him. So let me take a pause and shout out Jungle Racing, another exciting year, and nothing was more exciting than Power Surge, winning after going off at 76-1 to in the evening jewel at Santa Anita. Unfortunately, this audio is bittersweet for me, for reasons I still don't even want to talk about, but I will explain after you hear the clip. And Connie Swingle trying to get by Power Surge. Connie Swingle on the outside. Power Surge fighting on bravely. They pass the eighth pole together, and they're dominating. Big Novel moves into third. Pass the 16th. Power Surge or Connie Swingle. Power Surge, Connie Swingle. Power Surge just in front. Power Surge would not be denied. At a huge number, Connie Swingle just missed. Then it was Big Novel. All right, so keep in mind, I owned part of that horse. I was in a partnership there on that horse. What a moment, right? Pure ecstasy. Not only a stakes win, but a stakes win at 76-1. to Huge payday for me, right? Right? I forgot to bet the race. Oops. Excuse me. My bad. Excuse me. My bad. But guess who called up to rub it in my face that he did, in fact, bet the race? 
I Ray, of course. I had your horse. I, I mean, I saw the jungle racing on there, and I threw 20 on it. So not only that, but the exact is what really cashed in, Romy. It was like 609 bucks for a $1 exacta. How much money did you make off that race? Um, just including the exacta and the, the, the tickets I had on your horse, um, almost a little less than five grand. Uh-huh. Sure you did not, Ira. But I believe you. I do. Because I know that you know horse racing. Nobody else in the jungle believes you, but I totally believe you, dude. Well done. I hope that you spent that money wisely. In a great moment for Lady Clones and my wife, Lynn in Davis called up to tell a story about above or about among all things, of all things, tour stop pants. Hey, Rogan Loom's dad. My husband and I were at your September 21st, 2002 tour stop. Place was rocking. When you introduced Dodger Jano and she rolled out onto that stage in those black leather pants and jacket, my dude's eyes bulged and popped and have never properly retracted. (laughs) Incredible. We used to laugh about her, quote, tour stop pants. Les Need and Sean McVay brought another great soundbite into the jungle during the draft when they laughed their asses off at the Hoodman's first-round pick, Cole Strange. Really, really? Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first round. Hey, how about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104, maybe. (laughs) That's incredible. Also came off as pretty pompous and pretty arrogant. Like, they were just straight up clowning and mocking Bill Belichick. Luckily, we had new Vikings head coach and former Rams OC Kevin O'Connell on, and he provided a little context. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I, think, uh, I think that's probably a little bit more of a, you know, a credit to, to Cole Strange, the player that they were discussing there. I know if they were looking at him, even though maybe they don't pick until I believe whatever it is, 100, 104, I know they still are, are putting in the work back there to make sure that they had a, a great list of players, and I'm sure Cole was on that list, but uh, I did see that, and uh, as, I, uh, as I told him in a message I left for him this morning, I, I can still see that smile uh, from winning the Super Bowl is pretty fresh uh, for Coach McVay. I mean, as good as that McVay clip was, it was still nothing compared to my favorite quote of the year. Hell, quote of the millennium. And that honor, of course, goes to LaFib. I mean, it's not failure at all. I mean, listen, we came to work every single day, put our hard hats on, and we try to get better every day. And the results just didn't, didn't happen for us. So, but it's not a failure. It's not like, um, you know, we came together as a, as a team. We wanted to be. Let me tell you something. That was one of the worst takes I have ever heard from any athlete in my entire career in this business. If by not a failure, you mean the single greatest failure in the history of the Lakers' storied franchise, then sure, LeBron, you nailed it. You nailed that, just like you nailed Space Jam 2. Also not a failure, right? I mean, it's not a failure. Not at all. Let's go to May. That was like the worst take I've ever heard, honestly. And I don't even mean like. It was the worst take I ever heard. So May starts off with the legend, my guy, 
Andrew Ryad, a.k.a. Andy Reid. I love him. He made his jungle return. And the big man made some very surprising comments and a surprising reveal about one of his favorite music artists. How long did it take to sink in that you had won a world championship? And then what does that ring represent to you? You know, Jim, I sat there and, and I mean, I literally sat there till 4.30 in the morning listening to Pitbull after the game. And my man was cranking and and uh, at 50 years old or whatever he is, I mean, he was cranking it out. And I'm going, this is unbelievable. It, it settled in right there. But what a, you know, what a great, great thing it was. And it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, makes you want to get back there and, and do it again. For sure. Now, okay, if you were cranking Pitbull, well, I mean, I understand why that night. Like, on your off. My man, Andy Reid. Then there was the extremely rare error from the host, i.e. me, when I missed the cue that we were live and back from the break, on air, on national television, and it got awkward. Thanks, Alvy. I'm, I'm just sitting there, like, not even knowing. I, I'm like, you're on, dude, you're on! I'm just sitting there. All good. I probably got, like, I have a clock on my head. I've got two more minutes. Alvy had to arm crawl in here to let me know and look up, like, dude, dude, you're on the air. You're on the air. And I'm just sitting alone here in my room, just having a day, saying nothing at all. Great moment. May was also the time we announced Smack Off 28, which is always the official start of the Smack Off season. And the clones were very enthusiastic for the main event once again. In fact, so enthusiastic that one of them sent us a homemade promo. Listen, clones, it's time for you to become a legend and win $5,000 in the 2022 Smack Off 28 Live, June 24th, with the Radio Hall of Famer Jim Rome of the Jim Rome Show, known as the Jungle. Jungle. To compete in this invite only, clones, you have to call the show Monday through Friday with a good take and win a golden ticket. Keep calling back with fresh takes to maintain your golden ticket or lose your golden ticket. Clones, previous SmackDown winners can call on June 24th. This $5,000 contest is a winner take all. Who will win? Will it be by Drizzle from Kansas? Maybe K9 Paul's dog? Or it could be a wild card winner like a lady clone, like Bella B from Calgary. So don't just sit there listening to clones call. Now is your time to get your best take in at 1-800-636-8686. 1-800-636-8686. It's time for your chance to make history on SmackOff 28. 28. This dude, a listener, sent that. Alvin's like, dude, next time you're going to do something like that, let me know. It'll save me a lot of work. Yeah, except for one thing. I don't know if that was a smack-off promo or a promo for a monster truck rally. Friday, Friday, Friday. Goliath taking on Bigfoot. Smackdown, Smackdown, Smackdown. Smackdown. All right, we'll take a short time out and talk more about the, quote, Smackdown. When I come back, SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. This time of year, everybody's hyped for the holiday spirit. But what about all the basketball? When you throw down on NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and new customers can bet just five bucks. 
pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everybody can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Download the DraftKings app. Use my code Rome R O M E. Place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get one hundred and fifty bucks in free bets if they do. That's code Rome only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You do have to be present in a state where it is lawful to wager. Twenty one older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and six specific possible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y. Eligibility and restrictions to apply. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility in terms of sportsbook.draftkings.com/basketball terms. You're listening to the Jim Rome Show. What's cracking? Welcome back. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. I'm Jim Rome. It is my last show of the year, so this is the renowned Jungle Year in Review. We're bumping in with holiday cards, though. Good to see that. Let's keep moving. So as soon as we announced the smack off, the RSVP start rolling in, and we had some especially great ones this year, like the one from my guy, the R.I.B., Rick in Buffalo. Warvick in Nokale getting a welcome to Poundtown sign for his bedroom. Only problem is he shares a bed with his Aunt Betty. War the official start of Smack Off season. The most wonderful time of the year. Then the B-I-C, a.k.a. the G-O-A-T, Brad in Corona. Cal in Vegas, recently relocated to heaven. R.I.P. Kel. Stugna didn't post the odds of you winning this year, but they're the same as they were last year. All right. Happy Memorial Day, Jimbo. I'll see you on the 24th. My dude, that is harsh. Mark in Hollywood with a classic RSVP. You do the math, I'll do the jungle. Consider this my RSVP for the smack-off. Sexy Mark Zuckerberg, late. Of course, the most important one of all came from none other than John in New York. Listen, when you're in a room, okay, and a 91-year-old sex therapist is telling you to go home and try another position, that's when you know you've made it, Jim. All right? And uh, hopefully I'll see you on the 24th, and uh, keep it up, Jim. Love you. That was a true story. I love you too, John. May, also the month that gave us the beef of the year. And I don't mean in the beef segment. I mean in the SEC. I'm talking about thin skin v. red ass. One of the greatest college coaching Football feuds ever. Coaching feuds ever. And it all started when Nick Saban claimed that Jimbo Fisher, quote, bought every player on the team. End of quote. Every player on their team. Then Thin Skin lost his mind, clapped back, and called his old mentor, quote, despicable. It's despicable. And a narcissist. Narcissist. And that people should go dig into his past. Go dig into his past. And that he thinks he's God. Some people think they're God. And that maybe somebody should have slapped him. Somebody should have slapped him. More as a child. I mean, it was amazing. It was incredible. But then Thin Skin went and ruined it all by walking it all back and then coaching the Aggies to a last place finish in the SEC. Way to go, Jimbo. Thanks for nothing, Thin Skin. Sliced bread. Now, the sound was incredible. However, Jameis Winston explaining his passion for football was even better than all that. As a kid, my my passion was always football, right? But being taken away from the game, I didn't realize that my passion 
was playing football. Holy crap. My man, no one better. This next caller, Jimmy in Portland, flashed some legit harmonica skills, so that was different. Jim Rome just left the jungle, headed for the Radio Hall of Fame. He says clones just have a take and don't suck, and never ever self-boss your name. Well, Van Smack Talk, don't back off. I guess it's hand-throwing time. Take me to the jungle, Jimmy. My man, that was actually awesome. But then there was Rob in Reno, who attempted to make that brave leap from voicemail over to the big show. For those of you who are not aware... You can call and leave us a voicemail anytime you want. And then we attach those same voicemails to the back end of the Jim Rohn podcast every Wednesday. Rob in Reno was a voicemail regular who thought, all right, I'm ready to take that big swing. Rome always says, get in the reps. I got my reps in. Let's do this. Let's make the big transition. He tried and he failed. Rob in Reno trying to make the jump from voicemail to live air on the daily my man Rob, what's up? I was working as a driver back in 2001 when I found you. I turned you on, I checked it out, got to know the show. It was something new. But now I think it's time I made a call on my own. I guess it's just what I must do. Don't you want to rock me? Ah! No. The dude went human league on my ass. No, not a very good Don't I think it's time to rack you? No, I think it's time for me to get a restraining order. Weird, dude. Really weird. Uh, sorry to do you like that, my man, but that was extremely weird, Rob. So smack-off season meant a big ramp-up for the most polarizing person in the entire jungle who's not even a person at all. He's a dog. He's Paul's dog. And either you love him or you hate him because there is no in-between with him. He is a jungle lightning rod. And when you're that polarizing and that controversial, you get your own year-in-review montage. Hello, Rim Room. <laughs> My bite is impregnable. Reliance is ferocious. Where I want your heart. Where I want to eat your leftovers. Good thing Paul has a widescreen TV. <laughs> Looks like snacks. Eight. Randrew Bogish. Randrew. First word is Randrew. Ruff, 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 ruff. Ruff, 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 ruff. Passion v. Paul's dog. Passion v. Paul's dog. That jerk is a hack. His takes are all whack. If I see him, I'll bite on his ass and... Follow me on Sniffer. Look at me on Bite. Paul's dog getting wrecked all damn night. Rolling through the jungle, smacking lamos, cracking on kooks and boobs. Paul's dog. Merry, Merry Christmas, clothes. <coughs> that Caroline game is hard, dog. Rough me. Rum route. I'll never understand why 100% of you don't think that's funny. Like, that dude is so funny. 
except 50% of you want to kick his ass when in reality you should all think he's that funny. Paul's dog was, he was not only just amazing and not only just the non-human caller because there were others. I mean, who could ever forget Goatman? Let's go to the Goatman. Goatman, what's cracking? Good day, Romy. Wanted to call in and just say that Paul, man, man, man. Sorry, let me eat quickly. Goat man. Animal callers make the show better, but not in every case. I mean, the dog does. It's my show. I say so. But BS, phony, made-up stories never make the show better. You can't come up in here and just lie out your ass. Now, not that I'm accusing Gino in San Antonio of anything. However, the rest of you clones called bullcrap on this legendary Gino tale. I walk into my local liquor store, and who's standing in there hyping his new bottle of bourbon called, tragically, Fingers, but Scotty Pippen. I lie to you not, Scotty Pippen is doing tastings around Austin. He happens to be in the store when I walk in. There's a whole line of people getting to sign the bottle they're buying, and I I just, off the top of my head, without even thinking about it, I go, no Tippin Pippen! And the whole place just record scratches and stares at me. I kind of ease over and get my bottle of Tito's and skulk out. I mean, Gino, I believe you. I do. It's the JTP that doesn't believe you. I mean, you walk in there, you see Scotty. Of course you're going to scream out, no tipping Pippin. Jungle Tourette's, I mean. Who, I mean, who wouldn't? It's Jungle Tourette's. No tipping Pippin. It's the JT. You see Scotty Pippin, and you say, not, not only the first thing that comes to mind, but involuntarily, this is what Jungle Tourette's is. It just happens. No tipping your own business. Scotty Pippin. No tipping Pippin. No tipping Pippin. It's an involuntary reflex. I believe you. Kind of like when the doc takes that little hammer, that little rubber hammer to your knee. Oh, no tipping, pippin'. Oh, no tipping, pippin'. I get it. You see, Scotty, there is only one reaction. Let's go to June, right? Should we break or should we go to June? Let's keep moving. Let's celebrate the start of June with one Dustin Johnson. Absolutely. (laughs) Next question. Good for that, dude. Big time Ryder Cup win. I'm glad they enjoyed it. And did they ever. Also, June was a great month for the Warriors. They ripped another ring. And then Steph Curry. Hey, Jim Rome. Hey, Steph Curry. Hey, Jim Rome. Hey, Steph Curry. Hey, Jim Rome. Steph came in here on the morning of the parade and hit us with some deep reflections. There's so much, you know, spotlight and scrutiny and criticism and praise that, that goes into every single day of the year, even if it's in season, off season. There's, it seems like there's always some commentary going on around the league. You know, nobody believes that, you know, you can you know, be successful, you can be a championship contender and all that type of stuff. 
all those opinions are, I think, colored with a lot of different uh, flair and dramatics. We always feed off it. I, I, I don't really respond to it in the moment, but you hear everything. You know, you carry it. And I think for me, that's why I had so much emotion coming out, you know, after the, the horn came out of game six, because, you know, I knew all the talk around us. I knew how hard it was for us to you know, get back here. And on top of that, you have so many people that are just throwing so much shade at you along the way. And that's definitely motivation for sure. Such good stuff. Such good stuff from Steph. And made even better by the fact that only a few hours later, he sounded like this at the parade. I mean, I had to bring, I had to bring the jewelry back out. I don't look at it during the year. That's a flex. It's got to be the motivation. But every so once in a while, you got to remind yourself. You got to remind yourself. You got to fall. What a legend. War Raymond Ritter, also a legend. Man's so, game. We're creeping closer to smack off 28. And then the big head James Kelly comes in to tell me how fired up he is for the event. To hear that iconic music that kicks off the most iconic event in sports radio. He wanted to make it perfectly clear that there's nothing in the entire world that gets him more hyped than when he hears that smack off intro music bumping. Dude, 28 is a crazy number. Crazy. It's it's the biggest event in the history of all radio. I mean, no jokes aside, any genre, news, sports, whatever. This is so unique, and it cannot be replicated. Yeah, annuals usually last like four or five years usually, and then they peter the hell out. We're at 28, going strong as ever. It ne- never, ever fails. The electricity starts flowing the second Alvin hits the Alan Parsons Project song. And, oh, my gosh, it's on. I think it is even more this year than ever before for some freaking weird reason, too. Dude, did you just say that when he hits the Alan Parsons song? Alan Parsons Project song to start the show. The Chicago Bulls song. When he hammers that thing going, it just, dude, it just start pumping. If I'm not mistaken, and Serious, maybe right? maybe it's me, I could have swore we go with one of my favorite anthems, Bob O'Reilly from The Who. I'm, I'm horrible with music, so there you go. That's dude, an example right there. Dude, you're horrible with most things, except the numbers. <laughs> oh my God, Head. Apparently you're even worse with music than you are with the English language. That was not your finest moment. Of all your crappy moments, that one was the crappiest of them all. Man, when the Alan Parsons project kicks in, holy crap, electricity shoots right through me. Luckily for you, Head, we're trying to keep on the clock, so I'm going to move on to yet another parody from the year of the Jungle parody. Dude, I still can't believe you said that. But I will move on. This one is from Mark in El Paso. Jungle started last week, sound drops not tight. Some clones began to wonder, is everything all right? Romy calmed us all down, but he wouldn't indict. Even though we knew the truth, Albie sexed all night. Where did Albie go and does he think that he is going to stay? Now Rick on the board last week is also turned up M.I.A. Begin his birthday week in violin recite. Then he went to Red Robin chocolate shakes and fries. Later, vodka from his freezer just to celebrate, right? That's when Albie went missing on a Saturday night. Do, do, no, nowhere in sight. Albie sexed all night. Albie sexed all night. Oh, I forgot how good that was. 
I'll be sexed all night. The day before the smack-off is always a wild program because it is the last chance to rip a golden ticket or to use up the material that you know would get you run on the big day. So it's always a wild show. But I have to admit, Dong Day was the wildest day before smack-off show ever. Listen, I, I haven't heard anything from Cruz Pedro on this year about the smack-off, uh, but Jim, I did notice that his manager's name is Caleb Cox. Yeah, who's the crew chief over there? Dixie Norman? Ah. You're immature with your Cruz Pedragon, Caleb Cox humor, man. I mean, what, a lot of vagina from Austin Powers not want any of that? Ah. But in Brad's family, they hand down their protective cup. Which one are you giving the boy, Brad? The bottle cap or the peanut shell? Ah. I could probably arrange a meeting between you and his brother, Mike Hawk. Sounds like you'd absolutely take that meeting, seeing as how you spent the rest of your phone call talking about the size of my 10-year-old son's penis. Ah! I hear girls call Mark in Hollywood bedroom Afghanistan because he always withdraws early and no one's really happy with how it ended. Ah! Quick shout out to all the male nurses out there. Thank you, nurses, for setting aside your manliness, drowning out what little glimmer of masculinity you had left to choose a woman's career. What happened? Beauty school didn't let you in? Ah! Man, that must be like going to the novelty store. Picking up one of those double-sided dongas, taking it home, and only having nobody to duel it out with. And now you're off the watch list, dude. What did I just say? It was dong day afternoon. And hopefully that never happens here ever again. Much respect and gratitude and my thanks to male nurses. Wow. All right, let's get out. When we come back, the smack off. Recap. I'm trying to get through the year. We're having a tough time, but it's that good of a year. Hit me up, clones. Find me on Twitter at Jim Rome. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. With much gratitude to all of you, too. Here is a sports update. Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show, the year in review on CBS Sports Radio. Clones, listen up. Not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original. Old-fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered. All come in four-ounce bags. You can sample different flavors. To find out the best one for you, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You can see whereby we used to spend two and three days at a time trying to get it all in. And we're still bumping in Christmas cards. Looking good. All right, so this now brings us to the main event, the big stage, the smack off. Smack off 28, an absolute classic after we got through the first hour. The first hour was rough, highlighted or should I say lowlighted by Mark in Boston's power going out. It is Mark in Boston. Great to have you back. Mark, how are you? Oh, uh, hey, Jimmy. Thank you, man. Hey, here's a horse reference left call. Just. <laughs> Dude, you're gone. Ah! Oh. Oh. So then Brad in Corona did not repeat to rip his seventh strap, but he came very close. 
Hey, let me be the first to congratulate Mark in Hollywood for bouncing back after a pretty rough start to 2022. Jim, not a lot of people know this, but Mark was fired from his job as an Uber Eats driver for something they call skimming. Uh, you and I know it as eating other people's french fries, Jim. I think that's probably going to do it for me, Jimmy. As you know, it's Pride Month, and I want to let you know I'm as woke as the next guy. I'd like to finish my phone call here by warring I. Ray Craig, letting us know that he is a hobo sexual, and that just means he prefers wrestling with a homeless chick on the most drugs with the largest tent. Out. The... <laughs> The B.I.C. if you need him. Good enough for fourth. Vic, in no cow, on the other hand, hit the podium for the second year in a row. Rome, like the Golden State Warriors, I've returned from the depths to reclaim what is mine. They call me L.L. Coolby because I'm cool and the ladies love me. But don't you call it a comeback. Just call me Joaquin because like the Phoenix, I rose from the ashes to drop straight fire. Straight fire, harder than the twin sons of Tatooine. You can ask Shonik and Skywalker about that one. He'll tell you all about it. Rome, thanks for the vine. Clones, my name is Vic, but everyone calls me Broadway because I have a way with broads. King Victor is back, bitches. How's that grab you? I actually like it, and he is. Keep it up, KV. Keep it up, Victor. Still in your prime. Still hunting straps. Now, the big shock of the smack-off was that the legend, Iafrady, called into the big day. And it was only the second time in the last six years. And all he did was bomb in and claim second place. I may be old, suckers, but I won my titles on the real smack-off tour. And I'll tell you what I don't need in order to win this year's smack-off. I don't need to be reimbursed for my expenses. I don't need my dog's assistance. I don't need no soundtrack. Here I am, oh naturel, kicking your ass because I am just better at this than you. Yep, I'm the age of all y'all's dads, but could your dad win the smack off like I just did? <laughs> an incredibly impressive call from an incredibly impressive dude. But in the end, it was Caleb in Green Bay rising to the Jungle Mountain top for the first time ever with a truly special effort. You spend your summers here. You eat cheese curds and red meat. You sit around all day doing nothing. Who are you trying to reinvent yourself as? One of us? My name is Jim Romelski, a.k.a. The Blimp in the Box. Welcome to the Glacier. It's June 24th, and we already have two foot of snow on the ground. Or is there still two foot of snow on the ground? I can never tell the difference. And right now our phones are down, but Eagle River is pretty small, so just yell out your window real quick. We'll probably hear you at the bottom of this hour if we get the phones working. We're going to have a little chit-chat with Farmer John. He's going to tell us what's the best way to get the goose poop off your lawn. At the top of hour number two, we're going to have a Glacier legend, a friend of the program, Elk will be our guest, and I don't mean Steve Elkington, I mean an actual elk will come on to show for a little bit. At the top hour number three, we're going to have Bill Plaschke teach us how to catch a sturgeon with a spear. But let's start to show off the way we do every Friday with a deca moo.
Ben Snack, embrace your destiny. Join us once and for all. The Northwoods are calling on Wisconsin. Pretty outstanding. I would even go as far as to say Ionic. And check out the reception for Caleb at the Lorelei in Green Bay, which might be the greatest jungle bar in all of America. The winner and the new! My dude, Caleb, is a rock star. Oh, but hey, it was his turn anyway, right? In fact, why don't we just book out the next two years right now while everybody's listening? Next up, it's Rick in Buffalo. Then it's Benny in Wisco. You get to win smack off number 30. Congrats, guys. Yeah, no. That's not how we do that. The dumbest possible clone spiracy ever. How lost do you have to be to think that that's how this works? Some of you listen to every single second of this show and still do not understand this show. Then in the smack off aftermath, we had a tribute parody from a surprising source in John in New York. And the parody was surprisingly, I, John in New York. What's going on, dude? How are you? French fries, pizza pie. It's all on Taylor's waistband. Taylor's waistband. It's all on Taylor's waistband. It's always impressive to hear an Alan Parsons Project parody that actually works. Way to go, John. Quickly into the month of July. Always a fun month, mostly because I spent half of it in the basement in beautiful Eagle River, Wisconsin, in God's country, living the lake life, pounding pork chops for breakfast, and we had some fun in the jungle as well. Starting with Listen to Me Guy, Greg in Nashville. Greg in Nashville. Romy, how are you, my mother? Good. You good. I want to talk about the Lake Show because, listen to me, Westbrook, Davis, and my man LeBron only played 21 games together. They were 11 and 10 in those 21 games, Romy. Listen to me. Don't let Westbrook go. Keep them together. I'm, I'm good with that. You think you're good with that? Me, I am. Last year, they struggled, obviously, but listen to me. I was, Greg. We all were. We were listening. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. All right, two hours down. I thought for sure we'd have no problem getting through this. I was wrong. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's the last hour of the year. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. One more hour. Listen to me. Listen to me. All right, hour number three coming up. You're in the jungle. I'm Jim Rome. This is the Urn Review. Listen to me. Listen to me. We'll come right back.